What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna. And today I'm bringing on a wonderful guest. You guys are going to love her. She is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to organizing and decluttering and pretty much all things. And in this episode, I ask her some pretty big questions that we could have talked about for days and days. And she was so good at breaking it down for us and giving us some actual tips that are going to be so useful. So I know you're going to love it. Lori Palau is the owner of Simply Be Organized, and she started out as a professional organizer going in homes, which she still does, but she also now helps hundreds of people all over the place with her clutter clinics and her partner program. So I'm excited for you to get to know her a little bit more and hear about what she does, but also get some key things from her that you get to put into place today in your own home that will help you feel lighter and more organized. So let's jump right into the interview. Well, hey there, Lori. I'm so glad you're with us today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you. I am so excited as well. So you are, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself, but you do kind of a wealth of things. So I'd love for you to tell us a little about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, I'll just start with the personal stuff first. So I'm a mom to two teenagers. So probably maybe a slightly different season of life to the majority of your listeners. I have two girls, one's 19 and one is 16. So I've been through the weeds in the trenches and kind of a little bit on the other side of that. Um, But it's, you know, once a mom, always a mom and uh, married to my husband for almost 22 years. And professionally speaking, I started a business called Simply Be Organized as a professional organizing, residential organizing business. But since I, since it started in 2009, it sort of evolved into connecting with people on other platforms. So I have a podcast, I have a book, I now do less on-site work and I have a partner program which allows me to connect up with other professional organizers all over the globe and be basically a referral source for people that might be in need of wanting some accountability and a trusted referral. And, you know, I, just like I would be for a client, be a resource of somebody to refer to or to a neighbor of somebody to refer a doctor, pediatrician, hairdresser, you name it. Um, I want to be that in the professional organizing industry. So I spend a lot of time uh, trying to help people live simply and work smarter. That's really in a nutshell kind of what we do. 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's so great that you have this community built around that because I think a lot of people who are organizers and go into people's homes, they don't really have um, a lot of people that do the same thing as them. So I think that's awesome that you started that. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, 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 I feel that there's so much greatness and so many people are passionate about the industry, but it is can be isolating as any of your listeners who might be a small business entrepreneur out there or even a stay-at-home mom and you're kind of the CEO of your house. Sometimes it can feel that, you know, you're the only one going through this. So yep, exactly. this community has been a, a blessing to say the least for not just each other, for them, but for me as well. So That's I feel super great. fortunate. Yeah, that's great. So how did you get started as a professional organizer in the beginning? So like many professional organizers in this business, it was pretty organic. Uh, My story isn't that unique (laughs) in the sense (laughs) that I've always been organized and believed that the systems and the strategies allowed me the freedom to do the things I wanted. So it wasn't so much that, yes, I did love looking at an organized pantry or closet or whatever, but it was more about what the end result represented. I saw myself getting frustrated and stressed about all of the things that come along with motherhood. And if I could mitigate some of those by just knowing where stuff was, that just kind of like even me out. So for me, it was really about survival in my own life. And then I would go into my friends' houses, whether it was for a play date or, or just for coffee or whatever, and I would see them stressing out about things that I, that I felt were easily fixable. Mm-hmm. And I was able to just kind of walk them through different scenarios and strategies to help them kind of reduce that feeling of overwhelm. Because I think clutter ultimately, and this is really kind of what my my MO is, if you will, is I think clutter is really just the symptom of the greater problem, whether that's overwhelm or anxiety or stress or any of the other kind of checkpoints that we're feeling, and the end result is clutter. So if we can start to kind of dissect that um, and get to the root of the problem, then it allows us to kind of pivot the behavior. And so it just started very organically helping friends and family. And then one day, uh, was actually in the height of the recession, I was an executive recruiter in my past life and decided to take a leap of faith and say, you know what, I think I want to try to help people when they're feeling so out of control. Not too different than how people are feeling out of control with everything that's going on in our climate today. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, I love that you said that. And I love that um, you talk about how organically it came out of your needs at home, because I'm often talking to moms about, you know, if you can just if you can stop and just make one thing simpler, just declutter one small area or, you know, organize one area that you're in all the time, it makes such a difference. So you going into other people's friends' houses and other people's houses and doing that, I'm sure made just such a huge difference for them. And as we make those little steps, you know, we're, we're more willing to say, okay, what else can I do? Where else can I put this in my home? So that's a great place to start. I was just going to say, anyone out there, mom or not mom, because, you know, I I don't want to shame social media. I think there's a lot of good that can come of it in in terms of building community and, and giving people resources. But it's also very easy to fall into the feeling of not measuring up because you're Mm -hmm. looking at something in a two dimension picture. And 
you know, when I started my business, people, the only real basis of comparison, aside from a magazine, I know I'm dating myself, would be to go into somebody else's house. You know, there was no Instagram or Pinterest back then. And so you weren't seeing what people were doing unless they were people in your real life. And nowadays, there's all of this added expectations that people place upon themselves about it looks like she can do it all or she's got her meal prep underway or look her playroom doesn't have any clutter where it's all manufactured to a degree um yes there's some level of authenticity but i think again we now live in this curated box um, of what we see, but that's not the full picture. So I think there's this other layer now of, of pressure, especially with, and I'll say young moms, because there's so much physical clutter, right? And I talk about different types of clutter, um, the physical, the emotional, the calendar clutter, but there's so much physical clutter that's a result just from the season of life that you're in as a mom mm-hmm. with toys and crayons and out of, you know, kids going out of their clothes so quickly and seasonally. And, you know, that's just a, it's just a byproduct of the season of life that you're in. Um, and just giving yourself a little bit of grace of going, this is, this is temporary in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I, I love think it's that. a big component. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And our seasons change so quickly and it's hard to keep up with that a little bit. So if you were working with a family and they're struggling to keep their home organized um, in these different seasons, where would you tell them to start? So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty broad question, but, I, you know, whenever I work with a client um, or anybody poaches me with a, a question about a specific area or they're feeling overwhelmed, you know, I always try to say, let's identify kind of what is your biggest pain point mm-hmm. and why do you feel it's causing you stress? And because a lot of times people will kind of focus in on areas that they think should be organized, but if it's not really affecting you, and you and I have talked about this offline, like specifically about photos, right? Like a lot of times people will be like, well, I should have all of my photos organized. But when you look at the big picture, if you're if you're walking in every day from work or from running the kids around to activities and every day you're staring down the barrel of dirty dishes everywhere, that's making an impact on, it's not about the dishes, it's about, I feel that I'm failing as a mom or I feel like I can't keep up with the house or these are specific visual reminders of things that might be causing you stress. So although you might want to prioritize getting the pictures, because in a perfect world, that would be great, (laughs) maybe that's not maybe when you're looking kind of at your pecking order, that should be a little bit lower on the totem pole. So, you know, I don't think there's a one right place to start. I think you want to try to look at the area that's causing you the most stress and figure out some solutions of what that would look like. And again, it could be starting small, like, okay, so if you do feel like dishes are constantly in the sink or you're constantly washing the dishes, maybe what can you do? So, like, let's talk about when do you run the dishwasher? You know, so I know in our home, we run the dishwasher every night and it gets emptied every morning. So that way, throughout the day, when people are home and you constantly feel like you're at a meal train or whatever, the the dishwasher is ready and willing and able to just keep those dishes out of the sink. Does it happen all the time? Of course not, you know, but at least we've set the, the, um, the process 
in motion to help mitigate it. So I think it's about saying, let's look at where the problem's coming from and what can we do to change it. So if it's laundry, well, let's look at how you handle laundry right now. You know, maybe you should break down laundry by kid and do it that way and allow each one of your kids to kind of own the process depending on what their age is, you know, or maybe you designate certain days to do certain things. So I think if there's not a one size fits all, which I know is frustrating for a lot of people because we all want a quick fix, right. but it's really about kind of understanding what's going to work for you. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's exactly kind of the, the way I look at it too, is start with your biggest problem area, because that's what's going to make the biggest impact in your life. And I think a lot of times what I see is people want to start with areas that are hard, like photos, Mm -hmm. like you said, they're emotional Mm -hmm. or like our closets, but sometimes it's really hard to get rid of clothes. And some of those things, they're just too big to start with. Whereas if you start in an area where you're going to be in day in and day out and you make that work better for you, then the other things are always easier after the fact. You kind of build some momentum and you're encouraged. And so I totally agree with you. Just start wherever your biggest pain point is. Um, I'm not a huge fan of saying start in this room or this area, kind of like you're saying, because it's different for every family. It's different for every season. And so I think that's very helpful. The one thing I will add to what you're saying, just to kind of piggyback on it. So if people are really struggling, the two areas that I recommend tackling would be either the bathroom with like underneath the the bathroom sink or the medicine cabinet and or the pantry. And the reason being is those two areas typically have very little to no emotional clutter and they have defined expiration dates on the majority of the items there. So it allows you to easily make decisions because what happens is when we're going through areas, there's a lot of decision fatigue that people experience, whether that's, you know, the emotional decision making of keeping or getting rid of or where something is going to live in its permanent home. But bathrooms and pantries have a defined space. And again, there's not usually something that is tying you with a guilt to purging it. So if you're really overwhelmed and not sure where to start and just want to get some small wins under your belt, those would be my recommendations. Yeah, that's excellent advice, especially because in both of those areas, a lot of times we have like expired food or (laughs) things that have just been living in the back of the pantry that are easy to get rid of. And you already feel lighter when you just kind of can get rid of that low hanging fruit. So that's a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I remember like somebody might be sick and you bought a particular like cough syrup or cold medicine. And then Hopefully they're not sick again for a while. And then by the time you go in there, you're like, oh, this expired last year, right? three months ago. So again, (laughs) it's easy to just make those decisions without feeling like it's adding a burden to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, we've been talking a little bit about how seasons change drastically and they're just ever-changing in motherhood. Do you have some tips to share that would help us kind of stay organized as these seasons change and as the kids grow, maybe they're organizational or more process-based or what would you tell someone who's kind of in the midst of, of that? Well, I think there's, I mean, this, this is like a longer conversation. So I'm trying to think of how I can just kind of, so breaking into 
to different areas. So like, can we just unpack like maybe clothes? Because I think yeah. clothes are a big one. Absolutely. Because um, I think there's a lot of different ways that this, I can answer the question and I want to be able to to give people some, you know, specific actionable areas. Yeah. Um, I remember when my kids were younger, um, my 16-year-old is the youngest of four girls that are cousins and they're really like all very close and kind of close in age, but my daughter is the youngest. So I was constantly getting hand-me-downs, like more clothes than she could ever wear if she did like wardrobe changes every single day. <laughs> and that can be very overwhelming to people. And that's where people can start having guilt come in of people gave this to me. I don't know what to do with it. I don't have the places to store it. So I think being, trying to stay on top of clothing um, is a big thing. And it's going to depend on kind of, you know, what your space is and what your, you know, what, how you can afford to store stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of clear sterilite bins um, as opposed to like sometimes somebody will give you something like in a trash bag and you're, it's your normal inclination to go, oh, I'm just going to shove it in the attic or I'm going to shove it in the guest room closet or whatever. But what will happen is, and I've seen this with clients is we'll go, okay, we're going to declutter this closet. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, there was that bag of 40 clothes. And now my kid's a size six. Like, and you totally missed the boat because it was just randomly shoved somewhere. So when it comes to clothing, if people are going to be giving you hand-me-downs, take the time in the front end to kind of navigate through, say thank you graciously, um, and then go through it and decide what you would want to keep for your kids um, and what you would want to get rid of. And you can look at, you know, sometimes people will throw stuff in there that may have some stains on it, or you'll know that it's totally not your kid's style, right? Especially when it comes to girl, I'm a mom, I'm a girl mom. So I know that like, my one daughter is very sporty. My other daughter was very girly. So there were certain things that just wouldn't speak to that person. So I always tried to do a first pass before binning it up. And then I would store it in a, like a clear sterilite bin. And I'm, a, I'm just preferential to clear because it's easier to see. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever bin that you can clearly label it, you know, 40 grow clothes or whatever size you're doing. Um, and then be mindful of every season to kind of go out and just cycle clothes in and out. Because I see, especially with parents of younger kids, clothes can become like a beast if it's not tamed. Yes. Um, as, for, as for processes, that's a big area of focus for me because I am a big believer of empowering your kids early to get involved in the process and all processes from making their bed to putting away their toys to helping out with laundry or, uh, you know, cleaning up after themselves, whatever, and building in that time, even for play dates. Um, if I knew a play date was going to be ending at four o'clock, I would at 345 say, okay, we're going to start our cleanup and starting to set those boundaries because as a mom of teenagers, there's so much, ex like so much expectations in terms of commitments and time that it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and overscheduled yourself. I mean, as a mom, you know, I think that's something that we can all relate to. So the earlier you can start getting your kids building in that margin for them and allowing them to understand 
that the cleanup or the setup is part of the equation. It's not found time. You have to build that time in will help them as they continue to navigate into adolescence and then eventually adulthood. Um, and it's the, the method is going to work differently for different kids. You know, I, my younger daughter, and I talk about this on my show, she's actually been a guest on my show. I'm very open about it. She struggled with procedural processing issues and attention deficit. And so for her, the method that allowed us to, to help empower her to be independent and also helped to keep me from losing my mind <laughs> was we instituted some checklist systems. So I, the things that were expected of her, whether it was making her bed or brushing her teeth or putting her clothes in the hamper, whatever it was age appropriate, I would have that. And we had an upstairs one and a downstairs one. And she knew like before school, um, and this is when she could read, obviously, you know, these are the things that you need to do so that I didn't have to sound like somebody on repeat constantly reminding mm -hmm. her and nagging her. Um, for younger kids that aren't reading uh, yet, I mean, I think just again, making whatever little steps you could take that's appropriate, where it's a picture of their shirts that you put on the front of their drawer so that they know that they go in there or knowing that their shoes go in this specific spot or their, you know, their backpack goes here and just taking the time and the, having the patience to allow them to do it as opposed to just doing it for them. So it gets done. Cause I think it's a lot of times our first, um, kind of go-to default is I just want to get it done quickly and I want to get it done right. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. But in the end, it's a lot harder to teach your kids that power and independence. And I've seen this with other moms, with kids, same age as mine, whose kids don't know how to do the laundry or expect to be, you know, have things kind of just happen yep. <laughs> magically. So so I think it's, again, going to depend on the age. It's going to depend on the child. It's going to depend on the circumstance. But um, just being real mindful of, of your kids can handle probably more than we give them credit for. Yeah. I love that you went down this road about kids because honestly, when I, when I asked you that question, I didn't even think about this part of it. But if we train our kids from an early age, as our seasons change, kids already get it. Like they already know the expectations, they grow with it. And that will just help us so much more because it is way harder to teach our older kids <laughs> to do some of these things than it is if we start them really young and it's just part of what we all do. So that is, that's excellent advice. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and I just really talk about it as life skills and that's really what I say. I say, these are just life skills that mm -hmm. you're going to need to know to one day grow up and be a functioning member of society. <laughs> and so these are all parts of it. And, you know, some kids are going to be on board quicker than others. And some kids are going to enjoy the process and some kids are going to resist it. But all we can do as parents is start to kind of set those, um, you know, set those boundaries in place and allow them to kind of grow into that. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, there's so many applicable things that you've talked about already. And I bet my listeners would love if I would just keep you on and ask you like about every area in the house, because you have such a wealth of knowledge around all these um, areas. But I think one of my biggest takeaways so far is just that putting these processes in place, 
because you talked about, even when we talked about organizing certain areas, it really is more about the systems that we, that we put in place. When we look at clutter, it's about like, why is this happening and how's it making us feel and what can we do about it? And so I love that you've, you've touched on that a little bit. Now, if there was just one thing from this whole episode, one change that we could make today that might give us the biggest bang for our buck, what might that be as listeners kind of take away from this episode? So I'm going to use something that I, I did not create, but it's something <laughs> that I kind of, pra- that I do practice and, and preach, if you will, to people. Um, and I call it the two minute rule. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of people have their own versions of this, but basically ask yourself if there is something that can less, just do it. So whether that is hanging up your keys or your purse, or instead of taking your clothes off and just dropping them on a chair or a bench, like putting them in the hamper. And these are things, or, you know, putting the dish in the dishwasher. And this is a rule that I've tried to instill with all members of my family is just remember that, that rule. And I try to do it also in other areas of my life. Like if I get an email and or I get something that I can just respond to quickly and it's really not going to require a lot of back and forth. Um, I prefer to just do it and then get it done. Just, you know, check it off that virtual list of mine. So that way it can just, we can just keep going through as opposed to letting it build up. Yes. I love that. I love the two minute rule. And I am a person who struggles with that. I'll often be like, oh, I could do this later. <laughs> but then it just sits in your head. I mean, it, it takes you more stress and more time if you don't just get it done. So that's excellent. Now, where can we um, learn more about you? And can you tell us about some of the things that you offer with your business that you were talking about earlier? Absolutely. So the best place to find me would probably be to visit my website, which is simply the letter be like boy organized.com. From there, you can connect to me on social media. You can subscribe to my podcast, uh, you know, join our community for um, emails and events and all the things. Um, but also, I will just let you know my podcast is called This Organized Life. So obviously, you guys are podcast listeners. So if you want to hop on over, um, and Jenna will. You'll hear Jenna as a guest on my show as well. So (laughs) I encourage you to check that out. Um, So yeah, so I would say my website and my podcast. And if you do want to just hop on over on social, we're at at Simply Be Organized all over. So you can find us there. Awesome. And I will make sure to link to all of that in the show notes as well. And for those of you who have been asking me a lot of questions and kind of getting really passionate about organizing and looking to possibly start your own organizing business or help others with that, I know that Lori offers some awesome community things on her website. So make sure to check that out. And you also have the clutter clinic. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Oh yeah. So I kind of forgot to talk about the clutter clinic. So, <laughs> um, The Clutter Clinic is an in-person speaker series that I started in 2013 because I realized that there were a lot of people who were in my virtual community as well as my in-real-life community who craved the information but were not going to hire me to come into their house for whatever reason, whether it was money or embarrassment or shame or whatever the reason might be. And that's totally fine. Not that I want anybody to feel 
you know, shamed or embarrassed, but I wanted to make the information accessible to people. And I wanted to make it in a fun, lighthearted way. So I created the Clutter Clinic, ideally as a lunch and learn series, where you would come, have lunch. I'm, I did, of course, where you could have some day drinking, um, but you don't have to, but you grab a girlfriend and I gave tips and strategies. It was a two-hour event um, where you would come and walk away with information and specific, tangible tactics and strategies that you could use to help get started in the areas you could ask questions. So it was a little bit like a one-on-one consult, but in a group setting. And it became a series, and I now deliver them all over the place. And a lot of other organizers that are in my group, uh, my my, uh, SBO partner program, also now deliver their own clutter clinics in their towns. So wherever you are, if that's something that you think will be of interest to you, feel free to reach out to us. You could just go on our contact page or um, just shoot us an email at info at simplybeorganized.com and we can uh, give you more information about the clutter clinic. And again, just to reiterate about my partner program, my goal is to help people all over and I know that I'm one person, so I really cannot do that. But there are tons and tons of people like Jenna and myself and all the other professional organizers that are in our network that are passionate and talented and willing to come in and work with you. So if you check out our partner page, which is on our website, you'll see the 25 plus organizers all over who are doing amazing things. And hopefully you can connect up with someone there that could help you. Awesome. Well, that is excellent, Lori. And I so appreciate your time today and just the info that you've given us. I know this is a huge topic and I'm glad you were able to break some things down so that people can walk away with some actionable things that they can put in place right away. So thank you so much again for being on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. So that's it. That is Lori Palau and all the amazing things that she is doing to help families all over the place. So make sure you check her out on social media and at her website, simplybeorganized.com. And also go to her podcast. She has tons and tons of great episodes there. It's called This Organized Life. And I will link to that and all other things about Lori in the show notes. So make sure to head over to the show notes and definitely check her out everywhere you can find her and see what else she has to offer. Thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.